Hey, this is Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot, and you're listening to The Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's his Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal and fans of a true crime podcast content you are in the paranomaly zone your place for all things paranormal strange and mysterious with the every now and then dives into the macabre as mike likes to make sure i pronounce correctly introductions are in order if you are tuning in for the very first time my name is patrick koffenberg i am responsible for this mess of a podcast and i am joined as always by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the making a very odd face right now, Michael Carbno. What the hell is going on with that face there, my friend? That I was, don't know. Were you, I do that to Mary all the time, and she just yeah. she can't handle it. It's so funny to her. No, I, that was, <laughs> I would say that was more disturbing than funny. So. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's funny to her, though. Disturbing oh. to you, funny to Mary. Okay, disturbing to me, for sure. <laughs> well, it looked like you were trying to, like, you know, hold back a fart or trying not to oh, burp or i'm not there's sure. no holding back that no okay. all right all right <laughs> well it's good to see you my friend uh yeah, yeah. as longtime listeners know ding 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 we focus on all things paranormal strange and mysterious 99.9 percent of the time but as of three weeks ago we have decided to throw our hats into the true crime ring so to speak um yeah, yeah, we started off with the lovely Mr. Ed Gein, and man, oh man, are we follow, following it up with, I would say... This one really, oh, you know... Yeah, go ahead. How um, would you describe it? My God. Right. <sighs> well, this, you know, it's it's it definitely is a true crime story, but it wraps itself in every sick and twisted that we've done episode Sure. Like Ed Dean, true crime, sick and twisted. I mean, this guy, uh, Donald Henry Gaskins. Pee-wee. If nobody has heard it, I mean, uh, people haven't really, they, he's not uh, so much in the limelight where people uh, recognize that name as uh, as much as like Ed Dean or, or Ted Bundy or, you know, uh, Jeffrey the Dahmer. Clown. Yeah, exactly. John Jeffrey Wayne Dahmer. Gacy. But this guy. Guys is every bit as wicked, sick, twisted, uh, the, the, the techniques, the, the, everything is as bad as any of these guys that we, is like a house, household name. And this guy just mm-hmm. is not. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, you know, as we were talking before we started recording, Mike, you know, as we mentioned, we were saying, you know, wait, you know, he's not, he's not up there. He's not an everyday name, obviously, you know, but his acts were just as atrocious, if not more. Oh my God. I mean, you can't rank murder. You just can't rank right. murder, you know, so th- it's all atrocious, but 
the the you know the extent that this man went to the what he was capable of doing and just the sheer emotionless just doesn't give a flying f about what he was doing attitude just adds to the coldness of it and right ever yeah. since a young child ever since a young child i mean we talked about when we talked during our the haunting of ted bundy episode we talked about how it is alleged that he may have committed his first murder when he was as young as 14 years old but that's pure speculation no one knows that no right. one will ever know that this man started his crime spree when he was 11 and that's right. fact that's a fact and that is fact that's documented fact yes so we're going to dive into this man, Donald Peewee Gaskins. What a yeah. freaking man that I am so glad I never got to meet. That's for damn. Yeah, Peewee that uh, so called because of he was, well, what, what we've heard five, two, five, 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 four. <laughs> Any number of things. Yeah. It's so I funny. Think I, it's so in funny my research, I saw five two, but or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I saw five two. I saw five five. You said you saw five four earlier five, when we were talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I guess we're never going to know unless I take a look at his death certificate. You know, <laughs> but, right? Uh, in uh, any case, he was a very small, statured. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you'll know, piece of shit of a man. The name Peewee is not to be taken lightly when it comes to how right. this began to shape this man and his his uh, mental. The state of his mentality, I should say. I mean, it's, well, it, it's not, I'm not stretching it when I say that being called Peewee, and no, I'm not right. going by experience here, everybody. You all longtime listeners, you can withhold your jokes and your snickers. I'm not going by experience here. I've never been called Peewee, but I can imagine, <laughs> and we all can imagine, that's not exactly a positive reinforcement thing going on right there. Right, and he was called this Peewee as, you know, starting very young but he did have other names that uh people actually gave him mm -hmm. um he was described as the meanest man in america this one gets me yeah the redneck charles manson i know that one <laughs> you know i all i have to say right now just from listening to some audio of mr gaskins and reading some of his quotes and by no means am i putting mr M manson on a pedestal by right. no means at all but the intelligence comparisons, not even close between right. the two. And let's, Absolutely. let's just be frank about that one. I can be Patrick. You can be Mike. We'll both be frank. But Absolutely. <laughs> Gaskins, and at the risk of offending anybody, but we know our audience is filled with intelligent, awesome people. So none of mm -hmm. them are going to be offended by this. But Gaskins came across as just an uneducated, um, oh, I, I almost said something bad, uneducated uh, backwoods creep, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's what the, the the terror that he threw upon, that he thrust upon mm -hmm. uh, South Carolina, all over. You know, fr during the 1970s is immeasurable. So yeah, there is a reason he is called the Hitchhiker Killer. Yeah, that's another girls. word. And Junior Parrot, P A R R O T T. He was called that as well. Uh, that was his mother's maiden name. That was Parrot his Carrow. Yes. However you want to pronounce it, but yeah. So again, that attitude is frustration, and you know, it just it doesn't it doesn't help. None of that stuff helps. So, absolutely not. A lesson to all you parents out there: don't let your kids ever be bullies or call people names, because even the littlest, right. the littlest things can have a profound <sighs> effect. It's, you, know, you know that lasts throughout a lifetime. I remember one time this was in the early seventies. I was a young child. My sister called me a dork. 
Oh, no, a whale's and penis? And boy, did I not forget that to this day. <laughs> well, and my dad got mad at her, too. My dad said, do you know what that word means? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that word means? You know what you just called your brother? Yeah. And she said, no. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad said, the word dork means penis. Yeah. <laughs> Well, technically, it's a whale's penis. So I don't know go. if that's true or not, but as you know, ever since then, I thought my sister has called me a a dick, <laughs> a penis. I know, isn't that lovely? A, a pendulous flesh thing between somebody's wow. legs. Well, if it's Dad, if it's it's easy, see what it's done to me, Mike. If you if your wang is pendulous when you're almost sixty, I'd be happy. I'd be proud, no. man, because pe- that, make, that makes it. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm done. I'm not going to go anywhere anymore with that. Actually, uh, no, we're, um, we're not going to talk about Mike's private parts anymore. No, actually, I, I think of uh, a scene from a Dana Carvey movie going, turtle, turtle, turtle. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sure. right, I know which one you're talking about. No, that's a joke. But anyway, let's get on with this because this is just horrifying. Yeah. Hey, Mike, can I say something real quick? By the way, yes. before we dive into true crime, and I'll I'll keep it as brief as 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 I can. You know, we are a paranormal-focused podcast, as longtime yes. listeners know. That is our passion. Ding, 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 ding. That is our passion, and we're never going to stray from that ever. Um, but, man, a lot of these true crime things are just, they're almost, oh, they're yeah. addictive almost, man. It's just like, what's going on? What's that say about us? Ugh. Yeah, and I think uh, listeners enjoy it, and uh, even as sick as it gets, yeah, um, it's great content for an episode, and um it's it's not always easy doing the research on this. No, it is not. Um, but uh, I don't know. We learn we learn a lot about humanity. Oh, no, we do. Oh, hey, that's a great way of, play, of saying it, Mike. We definitely sure. learn a lot um, about what we are capable of. So. And if it's what the listeners want to hear, they are the important ones. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So. Well, what I wanted to say was it was very brief, Mike, but <laughs> I, I, I'm going to chalk it up as, a, as being nothing. As I usually mm-hmm. do, okay, and 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 it more than likely was nothing, but it was interesting this morning when we were all, you know, I was getting ready to do my Saturday morning morning mm-hmm. ritual of hauling all the crap to the transfer station, the you know slash dump here sure. in town. You know, I remember doing that when I lived out there. Oh yeah, you know, I wish uh, I could do that now. And um, Bridget was Bridget was getting ready to go to town with with Jaden, uh, daughter Jaden, and they were about ready to walk out the door and I was grabbing a bunch of the crap that would, I drive Bridget nuts sometimes because I just I I want to throw so much <laughs> shit away. I just want to throw everything away. You drive Bridget nuts sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, of course because I, so much stuff to me is just like what is this? What what is this? Why right. why is it here? Why has it been sitting here forever? What does nothing? But anyways, but I'm I'm looking through the refrigerator and I'm throwing out expired shit if there is any sure. blah blah blah. I was looking through the cheese drawer and there's a there's like three or four bags of half used cheese for you know yeah. for um tacos and whatever other thing we, we made mm-hmm. this past week. And I said, do, do you mind if I throw out throw out, you know, these cheeses? And she goes, Yeah, yeah, go 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 right ahead. And I turn around and then I hear cheese. And I turned and I turned back and I looked at Jaden. I said, "Well, what are you correcting my my grammar? You said cheese." <laughs> and she's and Jaden goes, "What?" I said, "You just said cheese." And she goes, "No, I didn't." And I looked at Bridget and I said, "Did you say cheese?" And they Bridget and Jaden both looked at each other and said, "You're losing it, Dad." No, <clears throat> we, you, we did not say anything as they walked out the door. And I could tell by the looks on their face, they're like, 
what the hell? Dad's losing his mind. But I literally heard someone say cheese like they were correcting mm. my grammar like because I said cheeses and they thought it should have been, you know, that I shouldn't have used it in plural like that. Well, could this have been a paranormal experience? Remember. Well, that's what I'm way, talking about it right now because. Exactly. It, Remember way back in the day doing a paranormal research and uh, EVP sessions in that house that I lived in in Park Rapids. Mm-hmm. And you were actually um, chided, I, I could say, or made fun of or mocked by a spirit saying, what? Well, press play. Yes, that's exactly it. Press play. So, this, so if this is a... So you've been kind of corrected by... Well, the spirit world more than once. <laughs> well, if I think I was, I was correct in how I was using it because I was referring to separate, right, separate exactly. packages of cheeses. Yeah, and it was just really interesting because. And there's I, nobody else in the room. No, no, just. But geez. you heard cheese. I did. I mean, I thought it was. I heard the word cheese. And I so much that I turned around and I looked at right. Jade and I said, "What are you correcting my grammar?" And she goes, "Huh?" I said, "You just said did- cheese." Did it sound like Jaden, or was it a voice that you, if you think about it, you recognize it, or was something that, hmm. no, maybe that wasn't Jaden's voice or Bridget's voice? Well, it definitely, oh, you know, that's a good one. I would definitely say it wasn't Bridget's voice. Bridget's voice hmm. is unmistakable. Very unmistakable. Um, I would definitely say it was not her. That's why I thought it was Jaden. Right. You know, and, but Jaden's, and I know she's telling the truth. She's like, oh, sure. She's not going to lie about she's that. She's like, I didn't say, and the look she gave me, like, going, um, you're right. being really stupid, Dad. No. It was a real dumbass look. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And so they, you know, like she said, she said, you're losing your mind, Dad. And then they walked out the door, and I said, mm. oh, it must be the ghost in the house then, huh? And so, but it was so distinct and so real that you actually reacted to it in I a. Did. This is what I heard. That's what was said. 100%. Yes. I think that's awesome. Yep. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. They, I, yeah. Maybe I I'm, like it. Maybe I'm hearing like things it. and I don't know. I, I have no idea. Any who's old. All right, Mike. Enough of the frivolity. 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 Uh, time to get into the. We dis- need a little bit of frivolity before we really dive into uh, oh, God, Donald yes. Henry Gaskins. Yeah, the truly sick and twisted. Some of the things I I do want to say, some of the things that we are going to be talking about in this episode, as bad as some things have been before, there are parts to this, one in particular, that if you're very easily offended, which I know our listeners aren't because they listen to us, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, um, it there's some pretty very volatile, extremely disgusting and sick yeah. things oh, that this no. man has done. No, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's not, it's definitely, uh, it's not easy listening. <laughs> My gosh, it is not. Right. It is not. And, you know, if the, if they're new to the program, you know, thank you for, for checking us out. Uh, we yeah. appreciate you uh, tuning in. And we hope you stick We want to suck you in and grab you yeah. and not let you go. We hope that you stick around <laughs> for sure. Uh but this can get tough. Some of the stuff yeah. is really, really hard to talk about. And well, let's just get let's get to it, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Donald Henry Gaskins, born March thirteenth, nineteen thirty three, Florence County, South Carolina. Uh, as far as we all know, a normal bouncing baby boy, right? Right. Pee wee yeah. Gaskins. Yep. Yeah, his mother, Uella, Yuli. How do you pronounce that? E-U-L-E-A. Yuli? 
parrot. I, I'd say the Uella. I'd say the, uh, the Uella. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's that sounds more the uh, more proper to me. Yeah. I mean, we. <sighs> Where do, how do we want to start? Do we want to go through some of the details of his childhood? Do we want to start? Sure, we might do, as well start at the beginning. Um, do we want to well, start like, his, like at that, that, that beginning of his crime spree as a young Well, just a, just a brief mention about his mother. Um, he never really knew who his father was. Yeah, he's, um, he was illegitimate. You know, illegitimate. You know she, she had uh, different boyfriends that came in or different. He had different stepfathers that. Um, just never knew who his father was. His mother was actually a really good person and very caring and uh, um, uh, was uh, revered by people. Um, but now at the beginning of his life, when he was a young child and he, he acted out as a young child, he was like the only person in his entire family that had issues where he would uh, get into trouble a lot. And as a young child and, and get, be scolded and his brothers actually and or was it his yeah his brothers they actually would beat him at times trying to get him to just you know behave or they punished him and uh, mm -hmm. so he did have problems with his brothers physically uh, as as abuse isn't it isn't it also alleged that his his siblings were all illegitimate just like just right. Like yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Because she had so many in and out. And and you said you said that his mother was a wonderful person. I heard I heard the exact opposite. too. I, I heard. Okay. I heard both. But I mean, this is according it to depends on where you do your research, I guess. Well, this and, is according uh, to Donald himself. He supposedly, you know, well, he didn't supposedly he claimed that his mother beat him regularly along mm -hmm. with his brothers and that she also sexually humiliated him. So what, okay. do, what I, you does know, that mean? We don't know. But Yeah, what I was uh, reading in uh, the video that I watched, I didn't get any of that. Uh, there's actually a girl that was uh, one of um, Gaskin's victims, uh, a schoolgirl that wasn't found for many years after she was killed. Um, uh, she, this girl, actually really revered Gaskin's mother and thought mm -hmm. that she was like a, a good... Um, uh, influence on her and a, a role model. This um, one is even further, or this one even uh, pushes the notion of his mother being awful to him even further, Mike, because it is alleged that she quote unquote sold her son to her various boyfriends for further sexual abuse. Oh, wow. And again, yeah, see, that's strange that, but this is what the subjectivity of history is something mm -hmm. that we really need to uh, make clear here. I yeah. told Mike right off the bat, I have a book here. I'm, it's right at my feet. Serial killers and psychopaths. The chapter on Donald Gaskins has his birth date wrong. It, right. The book does. I'm like, man, did I just get a misprint? Is, is that an unfortunate error? Or is everything else, do I have to question everything else in that book now because they got the birth date wrong, you know? Well, it makes you wonder. I mean, you know, we're, we're uh, doing research on the same person, mm -hmm. getting uh, things that were supposed to be documented from history about this, this person and his family and what he, he had done. But we get so many discrepancies. We haven't seen that with other Not really, sick no. and twisted true crime things. This, But that, but that also adds to the, the uh, what's the... I don't want to say evidence, but it adds to the 
adds weight to the the fact that this man's story and his history is not nearly as well documented or known as people right. like Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer or Richard right. Ramirez or any number of other exactly. whacked out serial killers. But to listen to this man's daughter talk about the things that he did is yeah, really bizarre. Yeah, Mike's she the, creeps me out too. We're not a fan of his daughter from just uh, the, just the one that sounded terrible, but my gosh, she was not impressive in that one video clip we watched of her, man. That's all right. I'm going to say. Shirley Gaskins is uh, his daughter, and and she just, you know, whether uh, history says that he killed eight people or 12 people or whatever, she says, no, it was over 100 people. And, yeah. and just to watch her uh, in this video walk through the woods where he had committed these things, where he buried people, and she's like, well, this is where... Uh, he he killed the, uh, the mother and this this child and just talking about it like it's it's like you're sitting at having a cup of tea with your pinky fingers sticking out <laughs> eating a biscuit like you know and it means nothing well it's all when you first told me this before we started recording mike i i jokingly said like yeah it's like she's it's like she's almost proud or or she wants to like add to right. her dad's notoriety just to, for her own oh, I, I don't want to I don't want I was going to say for her own it's, benefit but I yeah. don't want to throw I don't want to suggest exactly. that because it, it that's that would be damn near um I don't know what the hell I'm trying to think of it'd be wrong I don't want right. to do that but apparently she loved him because at the end of that video I I watched her sit there watched her say it herself but I love my daddy yeah you know, right. you got to love your daddy. Ed. No matter what, I love my daddy. That's, and it's like, uh, yeah, well. You know, it's okay not to love him when he's the devil. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It really is. I know, but we aren't, we haven't been in that situation or that. No, of course not. Of course not. Life, so we don't know, I guess, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt or whatever, but she, she creeped me out. You know, and again, you know, forgive me if I said this already, but the name Pee Wee, the nickname Pee Wee, cannot be thrown under the rug, and it can't be kind of thrown aside as not having an impact. Essentially, right. especially when Donald didn't even realize that his real name was Donald, right? Until he was in his mid-teens at his first court appearance. That's yeah. when when the judge or whoever was reading out his actual name, he's like, "What? Who the hell's this Donald you're speaking of? Oh, that's you, yeah. you Pee Wee." Because his mother never called him by his name. She always yeah. called him Pee Wee. Yeah, that shows another bizarre twist to a childhood. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, that's Pee Wee is, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a fun nickname unless you are Pee Wee Gaskins or Pee Wee Herman. Then <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah, that's, I, I just don't, I don't, I also think of Pee Wee from the Porky's movies, but he's called Pee Wee for a totally different reason. So. Yeah, but he was, yeah. It was, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Teeny weeny peeny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah. we, we mentioned earlier that uh, Pee Wee started his crime spree when he was 11. So let's right. like, dive into that. Well, and he, he had dropped out of school yeah. at 11 and wanted to start this. Uh, I mean, it's like he was ready to start his life of crime. As soon as dropping out of school and he met up with, uh, he had two friends that, uh, oh, what did they call themselves? The trio. The Trouble Trio. Trouble Trio, right. Danny and they started and out with burglary and assault. and His friend Danny and his other friend Marsh joined up with Pee Wee and they became the Trouble Trio. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like you said, they started with, you know, kind of quote-unquote minor stuff like burglary, like you said. You know, they'd steal, they break into homes, they steal, uh, break into businesses. But then they yeah. started sexually attacking kids. Yes. Other boys, younger right. children. Okay, these are 11, 12-year-old kids. Right. And actually gang-raped the sister of one of the three boys. And that, when they did this, they were... At the grand ripe age of 13, Mike, when they Yes, that. that was when they were 13, yeah. Let's think about that for a second. What in God's name is going on there, Mike? Is this... You, are, you have some, three sick and twisted people. What did the other two go on to do? When they're 13, <sighs> are they truly capable at that age? I think so, definitely. But Absolutely. I, I want to throw this out there. I want people to think about it. They're still kids themselves. There's, I mean, my God, they're still kids themselves. Definitely capable of performing the most heinous acts possible. Right. Yeah. It's just tough for me to wrap around, wrap my head around that, Mike. I think of, like, we talked about Jaden not that long ago. Jaden's 13. She's right. 13. She's going to be 14 in a few months. Yeah. It just, I, it blows me away. The well, thing you know, about like the 13 year old like, kids doing this right these three um you know like they're uh at that time you know into the crime that they are the mindset that they have and then you know well into puberty at the same time ah uh, you know yeah. that's going to be a, a a hell of a thing that could uh, cause who knows what the hormones you know, are raging for sure yeah and and if they have no uh no thoughts of what they don't care about what they do as long as it's something for them that they get some gratification or fun out of, they're going to do it. You know what though, Mike, the hormones raged for all of us boys when we went through that age. Oh yeah. But we aren't criminally minded, sick, twisted so, bastards. So that's what reason. I'm saying. Were they born that way? Were they born that way? <sighs> Were they molded that way? Were they shaped that way? What happened? Yeah, what is going uh, it, on there? It, it, it ha <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you you had mentioned when we were text messaging back, back and forth earlier, you said something, you go, demonic? Question mark. Yeah. Well, you know, with stuff like this, you always have to have that question put in. Yeah. You know, is was there something, uh, you know, like, uh, was his mother, you know, uh, raped by Beelzebub? At a certain time, you know, oh, or Lord, or, or, I'm, or, I'm just giggling at how Mike pronounced Beelzebub, <laughs> or raped by an elephant and become the Elephant Man. You know, who <laughs> oh knows? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not an animal. That's in case people don't realize. A human being. Yeah. Thank you, John Hurt. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, that disturbed me as a kid, man. I had nightmares about the Elephant Man movie, but. That's neither here nor there. You know, shortly after uh, the Trouble Trio, you know, gang raped this freaking poor little girl, one of the gang members' little sister, for God's sakes. Uh, Gaskins went on to break into a woman's home. This is Gaskins by himself. And then, while he was fleeing the home after breaking into it, Gaskins, 13-year-old little kid Gaskins, hits this woman in the head with an axe. Right. 
He thought that she he survived. Actually, yes, she survived. He thought that he killed her, but she survived and ended up identifying yep. him and re, uh, reporting him to left her for dead. Yep. The cops and he was sent off to reform school, which a whole hell of a lot of other bizarre shit starts when he exactly um, when when this happened with this girl where he had hit her with an axe and uh, she went into a ditch with where there's water and Gaskin's daughter told that story about what happened. And she said that there was water in the ditch and she landed by the water. And that's how she survived. I don't know what that meant. She's able to get water. So, um, but then, uh, then tell somebody found her. Yeah. What the hell does she mean by that? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's just kind of odd. Just another. Yeah. I, his, again, I mean, I feel for his daughter too, and I I hate being so, so kind of cruelly judgmental. Right. But she did not impress me at all. But it there should... are times during that video that I was watching that, I mean, uh, Gaskins would bring home, and these these I, I suspected were some of the hitchhikers that he picked up, and he would bring somebody home, and she would say that that her father would tell her why don't you make so-and-so something to eat? Mm-hmm. And uh, so his daughter would go off and make something for this, this uh, person to eat that mm-hmm. he brought home. And then she'd say, but then after that, I never saw them again. Never saw them again. Wow. So it, whether she there? knew what was going on or whether she inadvertently was sucked into this and without knowledge of what he was doing, you know, I mean, you would have to question that after a while. Oh, of course. But, you know, but as a young girl, you know, a young child, you know, what are you going to think? What are you going to do? And, you know, and, and you everybody know, was afraid of this man to begin with. I'm sure she was, too. Yeah, that's that's just the thing. You know, is she, is she still when you're hearing these interviews with her as an adult, is she still somewhat under his spell, so to speak? You know, sure. You know, still sure. just influence. She's afraid to say anything bad. You know, maybe, maybe that's something. Well, tongues folk were, were afraid of him. Oh, you, you said, know, I, uh, I, I, I thought you said tongues folk. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell's <laughs> tongues folk? Towns folk. Yeah. Ah, uh, man alive. Well, you know, what? we got a few minutes here before we have to take our first time traveling excursion. So now he, this, this is a young Gaskins who was sent to the reformatory. Right. Things started to go downhill even further for this already atrocious child i'm sorry second night he was there i'm sorry i call him an atrocious child but when you rape a kid when you're 13 years old you're an atrocious child i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i I don't have any sympathy for you you're capable of knowing the difference between right and wrong and you don't give a shit now when he enters the informatory basically right away there was a certain uh fellow inmate who declared gaskins his quote-unquote sweetheart and they became, uh, he and other inmates eventually started regularly sodomizing and raping right. Gaskins. At one well, point where Gaskins I, said that he had 20 others raping him at the same time. That's right. What I read Gaskins. on the second night he was there, he was raped by 20 boys right. in one night. And again, that's according to Gaskins. Right. I'm not saying it's not true. Horrible shit like that does happen. Oh, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But I believe um, those are quotes 
store parts of the story that were shared by Gaskins in his memoir, by the way, that was published. Yeah. The final there, truth is what it's called. So yeah, go there is a book out there, but I will not read the book. I had a hard enough time watching the video. Well, Mike, we have a hell of a lot to dive into here. It's we about, do about ready time to take a time traveling excursion. I'm going to share this a uh, couple minutes here to give out the Patreon plug. If you guys, I'm going to share this. I'm going to use this few minutes here to uh, share the Patreon plug. If you guys enjoy what you're listening to, longtime listeners know the content that that they get. They're stick. They're still around. I think that we do a fairly darn good job at what we do, Mike. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you enjoy all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious, if you enjoy guest interviews with your favorite names in the paranormal field. Not Check. little names either. These no. are some pretty big guests. We These get. are some pretty darn big guests, and we have a hell of a lot more coming up this summer, and that's awesome. No, oh, we got a, a nice lineup. A nice lineup for sure. Uh, you know what? Exclusive episodes. 44 episodes recorded exclusively for our Patreon page. You cannot find them anywhere else. And slowly but surely, we're getting there. I'm, I'm finally down to, like, I'd say maybe 40 episodes, Mike, of going all the way back to Nonsense Cast Radio days, all the way through our the alternate podcast days. All of those episodes have been removed. You can no longer find them other than the Patreon page. Go ahead and check them out. You can join up for as little as $1 a month. No obligations. If you don't like it, you don't enjoy it, you don't think it's worth a dollar, you can check out. Sim- yeah, you won't, you won't hurt our feelings too much. Absolutely we, not. We understand. You know, but it, we would love the support. If you enjoy what you're listening yeah, absolutely. to, man alive, if you want us to continue, we'd love to see you at the Patreon page. So much cool stuff there. And we, I just posted a couple of video clips from our, 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 our kind of bumbling paranormal investigation last weekend, but it was still fun. <laughs> still fun. It was fun. And it was very cold. Very, 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 very cold. But we do have some exclusive, not exclusive to longtime listeners or Patreon members, but our own audio and video paranormal, dare I say, evidence. Yes, we do. I'm not yeah. joking. Go check it out on our Patreon page. You want some EVPs? Go check them out. Patreon. Not that we don't have great stuff on our regular episodes. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I mean, not. holy criminy. I'm just saying, Mike, the Patreon page is special. Yeah, it this, just pushes a little bit further. The Paranomaly Zone podcast is special. The Patreon page is special. We'd love to see you there. All right, Mike, let's take our time traveling excursion, my friend. Are you ready for uh, part two of this disturbing shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike just I think a, so. Mike just took a deep breath, so he's I waiting, did. He's you have for to. Me to shut up. So, all right, it's bad. Here comes our time traveling slash nuke alert audio. Hold on, boys and girls, we shall be right back. And we are back after yet another successful time traveling excursion. All right, Mike, let's get in some real. Uh, dark and deep. Yeah, it gets pretty dark. Yeah, stuff that isn't easy to talk about. That's for for flipping sure. Now we left with uh, Gaskin's entry into the reformatory and some of the atrocious acts that were performed upon him during the hit during his stay in the reformatory, and that's where we're at. So this went on, this this sexual abuse of Gaskins in the reformatory went on for five years. Great. Now, he was finally released when he was 18. 
I wrote down the year of his release. 1951 is when he was, no, not 19, yeah, 1951 when he was released from, from the reformatory. Mm-hmm. Eight, 18 years old, Gaskins went on to marry a local girl. I believe, was this at the point where he got a job working on a tobacco farm? Uh, or was that later on down the road? I guess I'm oh, not certain I, on that. Um, it doesn't matter as far as where he is working. I, I think it, it was about around that time, and that was a big crime well, what, issue for yeah, him. Yeah, what, what was the uh, the criminal aspect is that he started burning down farms for insurance scammers. Well, actually, also I, what I had read that at the t- tobacco farm, he had stolen a lot of tobacco to to sell himself. Sure, sure. And he burned down that tobacco barn as a way to hide his crime. Yeah. Oh, there's any number of things that are going on here with this guy. You know, it's it's right. so interesting when you you listen to him, you know, you listen to him speak, you listen to, you know, or you, you and again, I don't mean to sound so judgmental or make it sound like such a cliche, but he doesn't come across as an ultra intelligent person but man alive does he know how does he know how to make criminal acts work you know he just he's got he's got that street smarts about him you know how to go about his final his final murder right is phenomenal it's yeah phenomenal we'll get into that later (laughs) phenomenally uh depraved that's for sure right But, but ingenious in a sick way Oh gosh, but yeah, you know, he gets involved in the uh, insurance scam from burning down farms. <clears throat> but then, after a teenager actually attempted to turn Gaskins in, well, Gaskins decided to decided to attack this teenager and pummeled her with a hammer. But she, like the other one before this, survived, and he got thrown into prisons for another six years for attempted murder. So the majority of his life at this time was spent. In prison, essentially. Right. And he's in and out, but you think at, at a certain point they'd be like, all right, this, this guy is done. Yeah. Repeat you know. offender. Let's keep yeah. this guy under wraps here. Let's not let him go again. Right. There is no three strikes you're out thing mm-hmm. back then. Now, Mike, this is one in prison where he, uh, Gaskin starts to form this kind of fearsome reputation and involves, well, do you want to take it here? His first attack on a fellow inmates. Do you remember what we're, what he does here? Oh, Sure. Yeah, he, uh, his first, this, this time when he was in jail, uh, he, you know, he was this tiny little guy and everybody wanted to have him for his bitch, you know, and, and there's like the top, the top dog in the, you know, the prison where nobody messes with and he gets what he wants. And, and, uh, you know, then he had taken, uh, a liking to, or whatever to peewee, you know, this little guy, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, can easily be taken over. Um, well, peewee decided that, uh, the only way he was going to get away from this and get out of this situation was for him to become the top dog. Mm -hmm. So he took the, the top dog of the prison at that time, and decided he is going to take care of him. He's going to kill him. He's going to murder him. So from what I understand, uh, he cut his throat while he's on the toilet. Was why, it? Why he was sitting on the toilets. Yeah. So from Pee-wee goes in and cuts his throat. And, you know, at the most vulnerable, vul- vulnerable point that a person can be. Oh, tell me about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We all know. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, hang on. I got yeah. one more shit to do. Yeah, I'll right. be all right. Just can we wait a second? Well, <laughs> no, that doesn't work that way. 
yeah, so it, it's it's um, God, I just had a great thing I was going to say, but it must not have been that great because it's it fleeting and it disappeared. But, so he actually became top dog where oh, what inmates else? I'm were sorry, Mike. afraid of him. Yeah, that exactly. And what I forget, I remember what I, what I forgot there was that it's it's insane to sounding, but Gaskins actually essentially got away with that because he claimed self defense. Right. He, but he still had like three more years added to his sentence at that mm-hmm. point. So he didn't necessarily mm-hmm. get away with it, but it, I think it could have gone a lot worse for him. But um, but he always just he he keeps getting out. He ha- he did escape at times also. And when he'd escape, he he would hide in the woods, uh, you know, like by where he was from. And and his daughter said uh, you could get lost in these woods and hide forever. And, uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't go in there because they're afraid of the snakes and everything. But but my daddy, he said he slept with the snakes. That didn't bother him at all. Keepers, creepers again. So, yeah, again, this girl, this daughter, I don't know. Uh, I'm reading here. It says at one point that Gaskins escaped jail by riding inside a trash barrel. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, police eventually picked him up at the Trouble Trio's old clubhouse of all places. So escaping prison, he went back to his old stomping grounds there, and that's where mm-hmm. they found him. Uh, Gaskins finished this sentence and got out in 1961. Again, he gets released in 1961 after this sentence. Less than two years later, Gaskins rapes a 12-year-old girl and sent back to jail, sent back to prison. I mean, right. what does it take to keep this guy there forever? I mean, no, we talk yeah. about three strikes and you're out. It should have been one strike and you're out for this guy. Yeah. There's just too many things that for for the legal system were not connecting or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Now, this is where we start getting into uh, Donald Pee Wee Gaskins as a serial murderer. Right. And it started where, you know, these these killings were, it's like they were done in his area where he lived, mm-hmm. on his land, on close by his, his house that he lived in. You know, he actually bragged that he had a cemetery in his yard. Yeah. And uh, that was proven, by the way, bodies were found. Yeah, you know, on his residence, um, we will we will get to the details of that later on. But in November 1968, Gap, uh, Gaskins was paroled, and that's when uh, all hell really went loose as far as this guy is concerned. This is where the first hitchhiker comes into play, and the first uh, of many alleged, I mean, admittedly alleged, hitchhiker victims. That fell to the ways of the twisted Donald Gaskins. But while working as a roofer, actually, and it always amazes me too that these people are consistently employed. They always mm-hmm. get jobs. Right. Who who are hiring these people? Can you not yeah. tell if someone's a sick, perverted bastard or, or what? Yeah, and this job is that, that he had like that, uh, it, it would be a good disguise for him to what he actually did. He would go into hardware stores and look for different tools that would that he could use to torture people before he killed them and prolong uh-huh. their their death prolong it and and so he could torture them longer what a guy huh what a guy <clears throat> but it was at this time where gaskins picked up that first first his hitchhiker in south carolina during the ride pulls over a wooded area rapes and tortures this poor woman keeps her for as long as he could 
as long as he made it possible while torturing her. Yep, keeps her alive as long as he could. He wanted to prolong that. Before finally, finally, I don't even want to say mercifully, because there's it's beyond mercy at that point. And killing her and then drowning her, well, not killing her, but sinking her in the remains of a right. swamp. Yeah, he used the swamp, he did, yep. Now, this is a quote here that Gaskins, this is from his book. He's describing the thrill of doing this. He says it as a thrill. He says, quote, all I could think of about, all I could think about is how I could do anything I wanted to her. Yep. He, yep. He had complete control. I, I remember reading other quotes earlier tonight about him comparing himself to God. You know, because mm -hmm. essentially how he controls people's lives and how people are right. fearing him. And also, since he is, since people were essentially fearing him and treating him like God, according to his wicked, warped mind, he therefore could also redeem himself because he is God. Right. Yep. So whatever he did, he forgave himself. So therefore, he's, you know, he's yep, going. He was good. He's going to heaven then because he, he yep. forgave himself. And I'm sure he slept very well at night. Now, uh, I need to get this out here before I forget. Did you also know that the night before his execution, Mike, when he was finally, finally executed, yep. he actually had smuggled in some yeah. razor blades? Well, he it was a it was a razor that he had swallowed, swallowed. it. Swallowed. Snuggled, smuggled it in by swallowing it and then right. regurgitating it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he repeatedly tried to slash his wrist, but it didn't work. Yep. Must have been one hell of a dull blade. I don't know. Just think about this for a second, though. How much is that tearing up his insides when he's regurgitating this thing? And yeah. Well, at that point, I'm sure he it. didn't care. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. Well, Mike. And then he was uh, uh, executed just hours after that. Yes, he was. Yes, he yeah. was. One o'clock in the morning, I believe it was. Now, it was during this time after the first murder when Gaskins began... Um, Commonly traveling the highways, uh, often traveling the highways of the South, and he took to repeat in this pattern with mul multiple hitchhikers, hence the name, nickname the Hitchhiker Killer, both male and female hitchhikers. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter to him. Uh, right. He, not only did he, um, not only did it not matter to him, but he, the method of killing did not matter to him. Right. Um, he would, he, he, but he had to see blood. He had to see blood. It was blood. a big thing with him. I mean, think about that for a second, too. I mean, how animalistic is that? Right. Well, his daughter nonchalantly said that he called himself a vampire. He would have to see blood. I don't get hmm. it. Uh, he sta he's known to have stabbed, well, I should say claimed to have stabbed victims, strangled victims, suffocated, and even shot some of his victims. But then it gets even more grotesque and disturbing because he is said to have both mutilated and even cannibalized some of his victims. Mike. Yeah. Now, I, I read stories that he not only would eat severed parts from his deceased... I don't want to hear it. <laughs> ...from his deceased <laughs> victims... But he would cut off parts of his victims while they were alive, <sighs> force them to watch him eat said parts, or force them themselves to eat their own 
body parts as part of Gaskin's sick, perverse ways of getting off and torturing these poor. That is so souls. far beyond cannibalism. I, what would you even call that? Well, he's also known to have castrated several of his male right. victims. Now, is it too far to maybe uh, uh, surmise that he forced some of his male victims to eat their own testicles, Mike? Well, I tell you. Wow. If you batter them the right way Shut up. and put them in a hot enough oil. We're not talking about sheep balls right now. <laughs> like that, okay? We're talking about... Freaking real victims here from you know, this bastard. At this at this point, you cannot, you know, discount anything. Absolutely. This guy is capable of anything. Now, these murders that he committed traveling up the up and down the highways uh, uh, of the South, the back roads between Sumter and Charleston, he referred to these casually as the coastal kills. And he says yeah. that it was during these years, during these travels up and down the roads, that he killed between 80 or 90 people. During, mm-hmm. Using any number, any manner of, of uh, or any method of murder. You know, which is another thing that kind of sets him apart, Mike, because most serial killers have kind of like that opus or that uh, modus operandi where they, right. they stick to what they usually, they have, yeah. they have one way that they do, one method that they prefer. This guy was all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. And whatever he, well, what, did, I, did I say earlier how he would go to an, uh, a hardware store? And and look at tools to make sure that he yeah. mm-hmm. found tools that worked, uh, that he could prolong their deaths and torture them. Well, that with. was a part of his huge. He loved torture. That was yeah. he again. He got his jollies on torturing these poor souls as long as he possibly could. He would prolong their death so he could torture them longer. Now there, this this is another thing that sets Gaskins apart because these coastal kills were different from what Gaskins also referred to as serious kills or serious right. murders because the serious kills, Mike, were simply the victims that Gaskins knew personally. And he mm-hmm. he either performed these murders um, out of rage and or profit, not for simple pleasure, Mike. He was right. a hired hit man. I mean, we've yeah. said that before already in his final murder they performed within the within the confines of the prison he was hired. Within the confines out. of death row in solitary. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah. again, just how casual and whole hum is this guy's mentality where he's able to compartmentalize his murders. He's able he's able to c- categorize them. Well, these are my coastal kills. These are my anger kills. Mm-hmm. These are my pleasure kills. These yeah. are such and such kills. I mean, again, the the mind of this warped and twisted man. I, right. I, I can't wrap my mind and, around it. And one of his kills were uh, a, a young girl. Uh, she was 13. And I saw this on, on video where the teacher of this young girl was talking and telling the story um, where uh, I think, yeah, she was 13. Um, and she, okay, in the class, the teacher had asked all the students, who do they um, look, up, look up to as a, uh, um, as a role model, as somebody that they, uh, the, that they um, can learn from and, and uh, that they really look up to? Admire, admire. Admire, exactly. And this 13-year-old girl, she said it was um, uh, Gaskin's mother. 
Gaskin's mother treated her so well, and she was so revered by this little girl. And uh, that's what she had said. But then Donald actually had uh, um, kidnapped her and did his whatever his thing is with this girl. And she was not found for many years until he had said where he buried her. My God. Yeah. And and why he did that? I mean, he she idolized his mother, but he ends up uh, having her as one of his victims. I don't understand. No, no, none of us do, Mike, because we have normal minds. You know, I, I'd exactly. Like, I'd like to exactly. think we have normal minds. <laughs> you know, we, we all have our quirks, that's for sure. Uh, but we're not freaking evil killers. Good Lord Almighty. Yeah, even Macy agrees with that one. She has to bark in, a, in, in a approval. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, getting back to his serious murders, I'm doing the quote-unquote here. Right. Gaskin's first quote-unquote serious murder was actually his own niece. Right. 15-year-old Janice Kirby and her friend Patricia Ellsbrook, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Gaskins initially tried to rape both girls. Well, I think I think you said Mike earlier that he brought them both to their to his house. Well, I, no, they uh, under some be, guys or there was a they were at a some kind of a get together. Um, and between where they were at, uh, he had said, "Well, go to my house and uh, and and you can get something to eat and whatever like that." But these two girls, they did not make it there. He rerouted them into the woods, and that's, when that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When whatever he did was done, he uh, went home where his daughter was and other people. And his daughter asked him, "Well, where where are they at? They didn't show up when they were on their way here to to get something to eat." And he just said, "Well, maybe they ran away," and that was his <laughs> his. Uh, uh, wow. explanation for it. What an alibi. But they were never seen again, obviously, until it came up that he had murdered them. Yeah, he actually beat them to death. After his attempted rapes failed on both girls, he, out of sheer anger and rage, he ended up beating them both to death. Right. Now, it was around this time, the same time, that Gaskins kind of put out a, a, a work-wanted ad. Sure. <laughs> he put it out as like, hey, I'm a hitman. Do you need some help? I mean, I'm, I don't mean to sound flippant about this, but it's just so bizarre to me. I can't wrap my mind around it. Right. Now, he goes along. He well, put, one, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Well, one of the de- detectives that was uh, on this, this, uh, this whole crime thing uh, said that, uh, you know, usually when people do something against somebody or they do something, somebody will sue them. But... With Gaskins, no, he wouldn't sue that person. He would go and kill them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that's so he was. Yeah, he he was no no problem killing somebody that uh, you know it, you want to hire me to kill somebody. He had no qualms about that whatsoever. No, yeah, but the thing is, if you wanted to hire him, you better protect your own ass and hope he doesn't kill you as well because he did that. exactly because that's because you would be a. Um, a liability for him mm-hmm. that uh, you could go against him and, you know. Oh, he did that, though. He did that. He, he, Absolutely. He, he killed the people who hired him. He killed yep. their associates. I mean, mm-hmm. again, the seemingly unintelligent, you know, uneducated, you know, backwoods dude. Yeah. I mean, he knew how to cover his tracks. Yeah, he left no loose ends. Now, Mike, does that come to you? Does that 
to you seem like something that's instinctive? You know, do we all know somehow or some way how to cover our tracks? I mean, you know mm. what I'm I'm getting that right there. Oh, I just sure. saw, I saw a big old floaty just go right behind your right shoulder right there. <laughs> floaty? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I missed it. Um, I I hope you understand why I'm getting that though. It's like, or do some sick bastards, these perverse losers have this innate quality that's just, you know, they know how to sure. cover their tracks. They just well, know they, how to. They have to because they know how how sick and demented they are and how far they've gone. Mm-hmm. They have a fear of being caught, so they're not going to take a chance. Yeah. There you go. Well said, Mike. Very well said. Now, uh, the bodies continue to pile up. Gaskins decides to befriend an ex-con named Walter Neely. And Walter Neely actually started to, you know, very happily, very readily starts to assist um, Gaskins in not only burying corpses, but also destroying evidence and fencing stolen goods. At one point, Gaskins came to trust Neely enough to actually murder 28-year-old Dennis Bellamy and 15-year-old Johnny Knight right while his pal Walter Neely watched. But this would later backfire on him. Yeah, Johnny Knight to actually Christopher Knight from Bob uh, from. uh, um, God, you butchered that one. The Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this distant relative. Uh, Anyway, you butchered that one, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) The point that that we're getting at here is that. uh, Donald Pee Wee actually trusted this guy so much to the point that he was murdering people right in front of him, essentially. Right. But that came to backfire or would come back to backfire on him. Gaskins then finally attracted authorities after 13 year old girl, Kim Gelkins disappeared. Now she had actually, uh, I guess spurned Gaskins. Uh, Gaskins decided to try and uh, put some sexual advances onto this 13 year old girl. And she, you know, refused him rightly. So right. Mm hmm. But, of course, he ends up killing her because she did such. Cops went on to find some of Kim's clothing in Gaskin's home and eventually busted him for, quote-unquote, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. They also then picked up Neely for questioning, and Neely, his good old buddy Neely, breaks under pressure, blurts Mm -hmm. out everything he knows. He tells him where the bodies are. He tells him everything, and he leads the cops to Gaskin's most gruesome known crime. This is the part that's disturbing. We're getting to the one we were talking about earlier, Mike, which is I, it's bothersome to talk about. Mm-hmm. The toughest. Doreen Dempsey was 23 years old, and she lived near Pee Wee Gaskins, and that they were actually friends. She considered him a friend. When eight months pregnant, Doreen needed a lift to uh, the bus station. She casually, you know, asked Gaskins for a ride, and he agreed. Gaskins gives Doreen and Robin, her two-year-old daughter, a ride to the bus station. But we all know what happened then. Yeah, they didn't make it. Did you want to? Did you want to talk about this? Well, from what I saw on the video that I was watching, um. He had brought in Doreen Dempsey. Brought. Her- you said Broughton. I'm sorry, yep, Mike. Yep. 
It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It really is. It he really had brought is. Uh, Doreen Dempsey and her two-year-old daughter at, at, mm-hmm. to a, a remote. Well, it's not even remote because it's close right by where he lived. There's a river that went by his house. And and this I, this was bizarre. I saw in this video his daughter, Gaskin's daughter, walking into this area where you could see his house and you could see the river. And she said, this is where her father brought Doreen Dempsey and drowned her in the river. So she was dead. And the two-year-old little girl, the daughter, Robin, his daughter said, quote, I couldn't, he, uh, he, he couldn't resist raping the baby. That was told by the daughter that he said that he couldn't resist raping the baby. And then after that, he took a hatchet and killed the baby by using the hatchet on the baby's head and buried the baby in a, um, in like a, a post hole that was there. And just shoved the baby in there and and got rid of the baby. He could not help it. Now, okay, I am totally... By raping the baby. I am totally lost on that one, Mike. So, I have versions of this story. You have versions of this story. They're all atrocious. I'm just going by what the daughter said. <laughs> so, again, how does... so? This is what his daughter claims that Donald told her. Right. That he couldn't resist. Yep. And he she believes everything that he said because she can tell when his when her daddy lied. Okay, I, I guess I guess we don't have too many two uh our stories don't I they line up. Both of our stories that we looked into line uh lined up there. I just I didn't hear those actual quotes from his daughter, and that's even that adds more weight to the absolute sickness of this. Yeah. So, like you said, he couldn't help himself. That's what she said. He he told her, and the reason. If our listeners can't tell that I'm legitimately surprised by this, I hope. I mean, I am because I mm-hmm. didn't hear this part, and that is unbelievable. The daughter also said, "I saw her say this, heard her say it in this video." That he killed the mother because she had been with a black man. Oh, good Lord. And the baby was half black. So he's that a racist is, bigot as well. He's extremely racist. And, and she said that he did not believe in that. So that is why he did what he did with the mother and the baby. How can a human being do this? This Okay, Mike, when you asked me, when you texted me and you said demonic question mark, that, oh sure. Maybe I'm. Maybe it makes it easier to understand. Makes it easier to comprehend. It's like if someone is able to do this to a two-year-old child, they yep. have to be of demonic, devilish nature. Uh, not, How can not even the human mind? Not even devilish. They are the devil. I mean, maybe right. it's maybe that's the only way that we can comprehend it. I just don't How, get yeah. it. How can the human mind uh, do this? And and after these things, and I've seen on, on the video where the where they had him in prison, where 
he was smiling. He was happy. Of course, he, he his conscience was was fine. I'm sure he slept well at night. But but how? I mean, I mean, the only explanation that you can come to to where our minds can deal with it is that it had to be something demonic because the human mind and the human being cannot do this. It I can't know. happen. I know. But it does. And it has for centuries and it will continue to go on for centuries that we haven't even come to yet. And the thing is things that are worse than this is going to happen, which is unbelievably frightening and disturbing. It's, it really makes you wonder. It's like, how are we of this? How are we all of the same species? Right. We aren't. There are different species in, in, in the humankind yeah. that, that there are that, that does this and, and that cannot be linked to, to what you and I are. Right. To what the normal or what the, the compassionate, loving person can be. There's too much of a spread there that, that does not make sense. Well, even, okay, Mike, there are even assholes out there who can't do stuff like this. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's dickheads out there all over the place who yeah. w- would never even consider dropping to this level of depravity. There are people out there that I would love to rip their throat out, but that, that would not do this. <laughs> no, well, Mike's a, Mike's a pass. Believe it or not, Mike's, I, yeah, Mike's a very exactly. passive, peaceful person. Yes. But this is, again, this is the part that we were very, I mean, we were leery of talking about because it is so disturbing. It's, we're talking about a two-year-old baby. This, yeah. And this man did this to her. And in his mind, it was because he was, it was, this girl was, this little baby was half black. My God. <sighs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I need. I'm. I. I have to pause a second. I'm sorry. I sound like a moron right now. <sighs> okay, deep breath. It is supposed, Mike, that Gaskins actually during this murder of Doreen Dempsey and her two-year-old daughter, Gaskins is supposedly, well, not supposedly. He claimed to cut off and eat part of Doreen's leg. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Huh? And these bodies were the ones that are among the eight that Walter Neely had led the cops to find at Gaskin's residence. Finally, we get to May 28th, 1976 Gaskin's thanks to his, his buddy air quotes, buddy Walter Neely turned him in. The court found Pee Wee Gaskins guilty on eight counts of first-degree murder, sentenced him to die in the electric chair. Now, of course, Gaskins does the usual serial killer coward thing to do, and he says that he's going to confess to more and more murders as long as they, like, you know, cop him a deal. Right. And they do yep. any number of things for, for him. But, Mike, we need to get to, before we run out of time here, his final murder in solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you like to tackle this one, Mike, to kind of uh, lay the basis for this? Is unbelievable. Right. This is in death row, solitary. Um, okay. So it began with uh, uh, the this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Mm, Tyner. Uh, something Tyner. Rudolph Tyner. Rudolph. Rudolph Tyner. Um, he was a uh, um, 
He was kind a, of a he was a, a convicted murderer. A convicted murderer, uh, mentally um, inadequate. In yeah, sure. Yeah. Or if you want to put it, I was trying to be politically correct. Well, what we heard earlier, and we're not going to. Uh, I don't like this word. I've hated this word since I was a kid. But the prosecutor who was talking about right. this in the video we watched earlier, he described him as halfway retarded. That's how right, he described exactly. him. That is his words, not ours. Right, exactly. Um, so him, this Tyner and a couple other guys, they robbed a convenience store. And after leaving the store, after uh, robbing it, Tyner went back into the store and killed the married couple running the store. Uh, uh, shot them in the head, I believe it was, with a sawed-off shotgun. You know, even though they had all, they were they were on their way out, they could have just left. Yeah, they could have just left. So. But- Tyner's uh, prosecution and his time in prison and uh, um, the uh, uh, everything was taking a long time. It, uh, after six years of yeah. Tyner uh, yeah. uh, uh, kind of beating the uh, death penalty and, uh, you know, continuing on with uh, court cases and everything, um, uh, the couple's. It was described as procedural problems. Exactly. That kept With this procedural man, problems. That yep. Kept the Rudolf Tyner out of the electric chair. He yep. was sentenced to, you know, he was supposed to die twice and yep. everything kept being pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And the family yep. became very impatient. Right. And the son of this couple, the adopted son, I believe it was, um, just couldn't take it anymore. And uh, he had a friend that was in prison in the same prison that, uh, um, Gaskins was it was uh, on death row um, at, and uh, got him to get in touch with Gaskins to basically what they did was put a hit out on this Tyner um, because they were just fed up. You know, nothing was getting done. He wasn't being executed quick enough. And uh, from there, uh, Gaskins became uh Close to Tyner, like pretended to be a friend of his, and uh, yep, got, um, got in his, his trust, got in his good graces, got yep, yep. got in his good graces, and uh, uh, from there, um, can we say by the way though that they the way that they were able to uh, set this up, unless you were getting there, Mike, and I'm inter- interrupting you. No, that's I okay. Apologize, but they, they hit this prison pal of of Donald Wee Gaskins. His name was Gerald, and they basically mm-hmm. concocted this false, uh, I don't want to say persona, it was just basically a false name, of a doctor, Mr. Gerald McCormick, that Wee was interacting with, that they would, that the families, the, the victim's family would s- call Mr. Gaskins and vice versa collect from prison to their house under the guise that he was this Dr. Gerald McCormick. And that's basically what set up this whole communication here and set up this whole uh, hit inside the prison. And listening to the recordings of these actual phone calls is it's chilling. It's very chilling. It's just so casual and just like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm Gerald. I'm supposed to, you know, Gerald told me I'm supposed to call you up and tell you I'm a doctor. I mean, it's right there. You can find that on YouTube. I mean, these audio calls are just, uh, anyway, go ahead, Mike. I didn't mean to interrupt. 
Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, uh, so after befriending this Tyner, uh, falsely befriending, um, Gaskins had figured out a type of, well, supposedly figured out a type of communication that he could keep in <laughs> touch with, with Tyner. It was almost like the, you know, you, you tie a string, you put a string between two soup cans and you put it up to your ear and you can hear. So he actually had done that or supposedly had done that or told Tyner that, okay, I'm going to send you this, this cup that is attached to a wire and um, we can communicate between each other through this cup. And keep in mind, this Tyner is not a smart man. Right. Um, so not that yeah. not that Gaskins was a genius, but he's obviously manipulating this guy, and right. he's taking advantage of his yeah. uneducated. Totally has nature. his trust. Yes. So in in one of the phone call uh, recordings that we had that we'd listened to, show uh, you can hear Gaskin talking to whoever it is, getting him supplies for this mm-hmm. phone can phone thing um <laughs> phone can it's a phone it's, thing. It, it was like a uh like a 12 ounce plastic cup that they use in the in the uh the prison so they use that and and uh gaskins asked for uh something explosive he asked like asked for like as much of a piece of a dynamite that he could well the people person that he was talking to said well i can get you c4 uh, explosive, which probably worked even better because I mean, C4 is like a, a clay type substance where, you know, he, he just packed this into the bottom of this cup and he drilled a hole in the bottom of it into where the, the C4 was. And he put a blasting cap into that hole there and connected that to the female plug of, uh, um, of a wire, like a extension cord or whatever, and that blasting cap, like like you told me earlier, Mike, that's like the ignition part of it. Right, it ignites the C four. Yeah. Um, so Gaskins sent this over to Tyner, and Tyner thinking that this is a way that they can communicate. Yeah, uh, and sent the wire over to and told Tyner that, okay, connect this in and plug it in. And we'll be able to communicate. Yes. Well, what Tyner was actually doing, you know, uh, putting the cup up to his ear, like, you know, the old soup can and a, and a string thing, put it up to his ear, plugged it in, which plugging it in actually detonated the blasting cap, detonating the C4 and blew the hell out of Tyner, killing him instantly. I mean, uh, uh, the, the, Detectives were saying how their fingers were everywhere um, in just uh, just it, you know, blew him up. And actually on this video, it showed pictures of Tyner after this happened. Yeah, you can see he was a hell of a mess. The the side of his head, the side of his face are basically gone. I mean, it's it it, like you said that the the officers were saying they found police or uh, um, fingers strewn across the cell. You know, I, I thought 
that it was actually Gaskins who plugged it in on the other side of the wall, and that's what ignited it. That's what I heard them yeah. saying. I, I I don't know. Maybe you're right too, Mike. About if that it was it's possible that it was yeah. Tyner plugged it in, but the way that I heard it was that Gaskins was telling him, "Okay, hold it up to your ear," and then while he's on the other side of the wall, he plugs it in. And that then, that could very well be boom. Because but then after it exploded and killed Tyner, he pulls the cord right back, which you know totally does not connect to this explosion to 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 him, and he comes out saying, "Oh, what happened?" Right. He's oh, I'm innocent. What's going on here? I'm yeah. just as shocked as everybody else. What? Right. What? What? But the phone communications were were heard or were found and were listened to, and that got him the death penalty. And deservedly freaking yeah. so. But why wouldn't he have gotten the death penalty before what I, he did do? Well, again, Mike, before that, why wasn't he held in prison? <sighs> why was he released constantly? I mean, why? there was one time there was one time where he was in prison and about to be released. And uh, uh, the prison officials or the psychiatrist or whatever had forwarded a message on to the people that... Uh, I know something about the release, but it said in this message that these uh, officials had said, this man is a psychopathic, uh, uh, deranged person that should not be released into the public. He should, there should be um, uh, provisions made to where he is put in the right place where he needs to be and not released into the public. And, but he was released anyway. So there were communications done to try and keep him put away. Yeah. But it but no, they released him anyway. There's always And as soon as he gets released, he's back into doing what he's doing. There's what he's always, always the, done. Always these little stupid loopholes. Yeah. You know, aren't there? You know, that just keep things, you know, keep people out of, you know, keep people from getting what they deserve, basically, legally. You know? Right. And, Oh my God, it's mad. Oh, we are so running out of time. But I need to say this, though. Well, we got eight and a half minutes. So, yeah. So, what do you got to in say? The, we got a lot to say in eight and a half minutes. Oh, we do. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the final part of this, unless you have something more to say. Well, Mike, his, hey, Mike, you know what? Oh, go ahead. We can make this an extra long episode and we could, I could just send you another meeting invite. Hey, I, I'd be up for that. So um, there's so much to say, so much to say. Why don't we do a quick time traveling excursion, Mike? And we won't. Yeah, I got to go potty. <laughs> we don't. We won't necessarily be that long, but we'll give us a little bit more time. Yeah, to, just a little uh, bit more time to wrap it up here because yeah. it, it deserves a little bit more time. So it does. Yeah. Well, uh, if you can, if you can bear it, everybody, stick around. We shall return after yet another brief time traveling excursion. Here we go, nuke alert. We shall be right back. And we are back after yet another time-traveling excursion and our final time-traveling excursion for this episode, our dive into true crime, covering these sick and twisted beyond disturbed and depraved life of Donald Peewee Gaskins. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mike, before we um, dive into some, well, opinions, basically, and some statements, 
Gaskins was eventually executed on September 6th, 1991. Mm-hmm. 1991, he was put to death. Like at 1 o'clock in the morning, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, yeah, 1 o'clock, one ten in the a.m., electric chair, hours after he tried to kill himself by sl- yeah. uh, slitting his wrists, as we talked about earlier. His last words were, I'll yes. let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go. Okay, what a yeah. profound final statement there, buddy. I mean, my God, what... Mike, what do we want to? How do how do we want to put the final touches on this? So it's so difficult to do so when it comes to such disturbing content. I mean, these are yeah. lives lost. The that we're talking about. Aside from the atrocious acts that this man did, if anything, we're talking about the rape, sodomy, and murder of a two-year-old girl. At the very right. least, that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about with this guy. So this guy yep. deserves a burn in hell for that. Oh yeah. He's, um, he did not make it to the pearly gates. I'm sure. Hell no, no pun intended at all. Yeah. When I said that. Yeah. Oh, and you know, uh, from that video, it looked like, uh, um, to this day, I don't know when that video was put out, but it looks fairly recent, but, um, his house is still there. Oh my now, if God. We could, if we could do a long, Ooh. a long road trip, <laughs> well, we already talked about making a road trip to Ed Gein's uh oh, I know. Even if the house isn't there, which it isn't, would be awesome. But there's gotta you know, be some the house of... is there and the woods around it where the residual well, and right where his daughter showed where the well, this is where he drowned uh, the family friend and you know did what he did to the child. Ugh. I don't know. I'd be afraid of what we could find as far as EVP work and and uh, you know, spirit box. I I don't know if I can handle it. I I really don't. But how profound would it be if something was captured, you know, right. on, on EVP, man? I mean, that would be oh, talk about chilling. Hey, I got an idea. What's that? I wonder if his daughter could ever be reached and contacted for a possible episode. Uh, okay, after how we've talked about her tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't exactly talked about her in glowing terms. Yeah, but that uh, doesn't mean she'd hear it. <laughs> well, that's true. But again, but okay. Well, can we put a, any any different type of spin on how we feel our gut reactions to our uh, initial takes? Well, not our gut gut reactions to our takes, but uh, basically our gut reactions to how we felt about. His daughter in those video interviews that we saw. She knew her. too much. She did. She uh, is she just going by what she's read or what she's heard by uh, uh, the the media? No, it goes deeper than that. And again, you know, uh, yes, we understand a you know a daughter's love for her parents. We get that and stuff. But it's some of those. You said, Mike, at one point after she. I, I don't recall exactly what she said, but she started like kind of giggling, almost kind of like maniacally. Yeah, I wish I could remember what that was. Almost like maniacally, you know, and it was like, yeah, okay, I, why I, are you I, laughing when you're talking about such, right. a, such a thing? About anything with this subject. So I, I don't know. <sighs> I, I don't want to judge her, but right. I guess I kind of am by saying I got a bad vibe. <laughs> but, you know, as, as open he was, as he was, uh, just to the very edge of 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 
admitting to things. Well, he did admit to things, but people thought he was joking. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, that might, did we, did we talk about that, Mike, about him driving around in a purple hearse? Yeah, that was, yeah, we did. Did we, well, I don't know if we talked about it on air. Oh, well, where he was, he actually drove around in this purple hearse and people asked him like, he had like he had like a skeleton hanging from his rear viewer and a bumper sticker that said and a this vehicle sticker. hauls bodies but, yeah and a bumper sticker that said that and the skeleton hanging from the rear view mirror and people would jokingly ask him like why do you have this stuff and he said well because well, what did he say mike well he said it because he did he say that he actually say that he he kills people and hauls their bodies or well he that's another thing that maybe maybe adding to his legend because there's both things where he said he hauls right. bodies and also where he said, well, yeah, because I've killed so many people. So that's, right. yeah. that's what he said. And yeah. Mike, again, Mike, during our time traveling excursion, we questioned ourselves. We said, are we somehow adding to this man's right. burgeoning uh, legend? Maybe. Yeah. Should we not even do episodes like this? Because right. it, it, it brings them to light it brings them them up to where what if no i was gonna say what if somebody inadvertently hears this episode that thinks oh i like that idea uh yeah you know i would but then that's saying too much about our too many bad things about our listeners well of course of course it is but then that doesn't mean that some psycho might pop in and and uh and Ah, I like that idea. That's you exactly know? it. <laughs> no, Mike, I get you. I abs- I get it, it, you one hundred percent. I mean, th- these are delicate topics. They really are. I mean, yep. and we have to be we have to be truthful. We but we also we we put our own. We want to be entertaining. Let's just, let's just be frank. Again, you're Mike. I'm Patrick. We'll both be frank. Right. We, we want to be entertaining. We want to be informative, and we also want to lay out. Um. We want to lay it out in such a way that it allows our listeners to make their own decisions, make their own, um, uh, I guess, judgments on all of this, and do their and encourage them to do their own research and look into yeah. this if they're interested. Oh, and and Google this to to see that video. I mean, it's like a forty-five minute long video, and it's it's frightening. I mean, no, it to, is. You know, her his daughter alone listening to her and. And walking on his stomping grounds where people were killed and people were buried. And mm-hmm. and she explains it like she's a tour guide. Right. You know, That's a great way of putting it. it it's just, it, it, I don't know. It's remarkable. And I don't understand it. I don't, I wish I could get into her mind and, and figure her out, but um, it's creepy. And, you know, Mike, we'll wrap it up here. And I, I've been, um, I've been going back and forth as to whether or not I wanted to mention this at all tonight on the podcast. So I don't mean to lay it on to you right now, but I think sure. when you, when you said, you know, what are, are we adding to, you know, the, the burgeoning legends here? Or are we somehow, maybe someone inadvertently or someone who might be kind of on the verge, maybe listening to what we're talking about. And then what we're talking about kind of gives them that little spark and they say, Ooh, I like that idea. You know, such and such. Mm. When you said that, that brought this up to me and my heart is kind of racing right now a little bit because I've been going back and forth about talking about this. 
And th- this is not what we do on the podcast ever, really ever. But it is so important to me, the tragedy that happened in Texas this last week is right. beyond sickening and tragic. And it it's something that I, I'm at a loss of words right now. We need, not, not I don't mean to sound cliched but my god damn something needs to be freaking done about this right. bullshit something needs to be done but i have no idea what the thing is it's that's uh, well i could say a lot of things i don't want to get political i do not want to get political because all of our listeners we love all of you and you all are more than welcome to have your point of view and your opinion. And we respect, and we respect anything that their point of view but is. But why the hell can we not all come to an agreement that something yeah. is goddamn wrong in this country where shit like this only happens in America? Yeah. You look at these other countries, other like other countries, and they do not seem to have this issue. No. What does that say? To me, the answer is plain. The answer is, I'm not going to say what it is, you guys can figure it out for yourself. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, Mike, I, 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 I struggle when stuff like this happens or tragedies like this happens because, yeah, we do have a voice and we have a, a fairly successful podcast. And I feel like we're obligated to talk about stuff like this. But I also realize that people tune in because they want a diversion from right from shit. They want to escape from that. They want to exactly listen to a podcast that does not deal with absolutely everyday freaking bullshit news. And I get that. I yeah. 100% not, not that. that these are things on the news aren't important, but of course, but you know, because they are, but they, of course they're beyond important. And I just, I, all I'm going to say is I want people to think about that. If you're listening to this, I want you to think, and I beg you to, I shouldn't even say beg. I, I just, I would appreciate thought going into this and perhaps maybe sending out some, oh my gosh, as lame as it might sound, just we need to send out positivity. We need to send out vibes. Yep, I was going to say positive vibes. There are people that you're not going to change anyone's minds. I realize no. that. And it's, 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 it's so heartbreaking, Mike. I mean, I got, I got emotional when this shit happened. I'm not joking. Yeah, I did. It's it's something needs to change. I hope that people who are listening to this understand that we're passionate about this. We're passionate about our listeners. We're passionate about our podcasts. We're passionate about what we talk about. We understand that you're not yeah. tuning in to listen to us ramble on about stuff like this. But my God, I needed to say something. So thank you for for letting me do. Yeah, that. I'm passionate about love and compassion. Uh, and, and 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 away from all of this stuff that we cannot get away from yeah because it's too. every freaking day i know it's sad it's so but anyway sad. about this uh this gaskins are we are we about getting to the end of where you know because i have a i have an ending for this that when i saw on this video no please dive into da- it man yeah the daughter freak freaky again <laughs> um Showing her going out in this woods by his house where he lived and taking this taking it's like taking us to the place where he wanted his ashes to be scattered. Okay, so 
in the woods. And what she was saying, his stomping grounds, which what was his stomping grounds? Where he killed people, where he buried them, where he, where he raped them and tortured them. That was his stomping ground. That's where he wanted his ashes spread. And that was so she, done. And that was done. Well, his daughter did that. She took us in this video to a very specific spot, knelt down on the ground and started digging in this one specific area and said, this is where my daddy is. This is where his ashes are. And she's scooping up handfuls of dirt. And, you know, and she was talking about, about it like, oh, my poor father passed away and he's buried here and she just sounded like you know this was like like a a, a thing for her like the and spot was revered like the yes. spot was oh like, exactly it was it's like this, uh this this was uh what's the word i'm looking for mike this not not a it, it, it i'm i'm totally drawing a blank i know the word i'm looking for mike it, it's a special place like hallowed ground. There you go. Thank you. Hallowed ground. That's what I was looking for. My God. Yeah. And that's how she was seeming to. I mean, you could see the river there where, you know, where this was, where, where she was at pawing in this dirt where his ashes were and where he had killed that woman and raped her two-year-old child. My God. In that same vicinity. Nope. And then and then after that, she said it showed a clip of her saying, well, you know, like I said earlier, you know, she she said she would always love her daddy. You know, I love my daddy. I always will. I just don't get it, man. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's just totally mind boggling to me. And when I said I don't get it, I mean, I don't mean I, this is stuff that we've thought about several times, Mike. It's like as an example Jeffrey Dahmer's father still to this day says that he loves Jeffrey and he is mm -hmm. so troubled and disturbed and just absolutely beaten down by what his son did. You know, I get that. I, I do get it. You can see it in, in, in his face. You can see the pain and anguish in Jeffrey Dahmer's father, you know, in his, in his face. For some reason though, this, this daughter just, how many times have we said this, Mike? This daughter just came across as, I'm just going to say it, weird and creepy to me yeah. as to how she was just absolutely almost adoring her dad, right. knowing yep. damn well what he was doing, what he mm -hmm. did. Yeah, even in my notes when I was, I had written something down about uh, uh, earlier on with his daughter and then in, Right after that, I wrote, and she's creepy too, <laughs> you know, in my, uh, my notes. It, yeah. It. It's just, I don't know. It's beyond me. I am just a simple human being that lives by love and compassion and kindness. And this stuff, um, I, I, I can't it's tough wrap to my head around it. It's so hard to fathom. It just is. It's inhuman. I mean, I mean, that's a cliche too. It's inhuman, but I mean, this this was a human being born into a human world that becomes this or is this from such an early age or from the beginning and and it's unfathomable i i can't understand it. mike uh we'll wrap it up with this do you think there's any chance 
that Donald Peewee Gaskins literally was born with the devil in him. I'm I'm going to say no about the the possession and the the demonic uh, possession, but I am going to say that he was still uh, a personification of evil. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, I got gotcha. you. No, I, yeah. I so I mean, there's again, there's a huge difference. Huge difference. The wiring is just off for this guy. Yeah. Or he was being. Well, he drank kerosene, remember, when he was a young child. (laughs) Or there was a higher power or a lower power uh, totally manipulating and controlling his life. That's. uh, I'm with you, Mike, on as far as Donald Gaskins goes here. I think that he was just a depraved, sick individual who had a horrible childhood. Yes, it's not an excuse. Not an excuse. It takes more than a horrible childhood, though. It does. A lot of us, a lot of us have horrible that. childhoods. A lot of us have a horrible events during our childhoods, and we don't turn into horrendous serial killers. You know, it's, yeah. that's just how it goes. Damn it, Mike. Yep. I feel, I'm going to have nightmares tonight now. Damn it, yep. we got a little too deep. A little too deep. But it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Our next episode is going to be Way different. <laughs> we'll think of something. My gosh, we need. But it'll little, be great. We need some levity thrown in there. We need to. I'm not saying we're gonna go back to like nonsense cast radio no. type stuff, but we we're gonna no. we're gonna revert back to our uh, yeah goofiness in some levels. Well, Mike, this has been awesome. Thank hey, you. Hey, so we didn't much. we didn't come up with some. Sorry to to That's cut fine. you off there, but yeah, we didn't come up with a final take thing for this episode. No, absolutely not. I wasn't planning on it. No, oh, okay. When we do, um. When we're going to do, well, I'll tell you when we're off the air. What, yeah, that sounds good. For that. Uh, but this has been a blast, Mike. We're up, shit, yeah. Hour and 30-some minutes or 35 minutes or so right now, so it's time to well, say goodnight. People good have night. been bored and sleeping before <laughs> now, then. And I I, I hope I didn't uh, bother or offend anybody by my little uh, vent into uh, the events earlier this week. Uh, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, Mike, your favorite gift. Yeah. Um, I will still use that meme in great reverence. Absolutely. A a fantastic uh, actor. R.I.P. If I should say. R.I.P. to uh, sadly a member of my favorite band of all time, Mr. Andy Fletcher, affectionately known as Fletch, shockingly passed away the same day that Ray Liotta passed away as well. Yeah. Mike, I'm telling you, that gutted me on on Thursday. Uh, I'm sure it did. When I heard that. And one more. One more. Yeah. Unfortunately, Burl Ives has passed away also. Again? Yeah, again. Okay. <laughs> Man. I love Burl Ives. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> well, Mike, this has been a blast, uh, a demented blast, but a blast nonetheless. Hang on for one second. Until next time, what do all of our paranormal pals need to do? Please, after this uh, harrowing episode, please peace out. Peace out.